Urban Spelunking is supported by Landmark Credit Union. Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Okay, Bobby, this is kind of an unusual topic. And first, we should say Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy yes. 2022. Our, our first story of 2022 is going to be about metal recycling. We're, we're talking about um, not exactly trash because it's recycled, but right. it's, it's scrap metal. We're going to the yeah. scrapyard this yeah. week. Yeah, we are. We're going to what used to be Miller Compressing for a really long time um, and is now Alter Trading, which is a St. Louis-based company that owns scrapyards all over the country. But before we go down to the scrapyard, yes. we got to go to the Jewish Museum Milwaukee, which is where this story um, starts. Yeah, on the Lower East Side. Um, it is a museum that has a permanent collection, but also does these great kind of limited run shows, like, yeah. including this one, which We've was... We've done a lot of stories with them over the years, and they always put on some really informative and uh, really well-researched, and a lot of times um, touring exhibits, too. Yeah, that's what this is. This came from out east. Yeah, and they do a great job over there. Really great job. And so I went and checked it out, and it's interesting to see. Um, it focuses, of course, on all scrappers over the years. It starts, But it starts kind of with the rag and bone men, you know, who used to um, go around. And these were the early recyclers. They would basically pick through trash and take out stuff that they could uh, turn around and sell to make money. So it was bones and food waste that they could sell for various things and rags which was used to make paper oh interesting and okay metal and all kinds of stuff so this and, so and this so this exhibit at the Jewish Museum in Milwaukee is called Scrapyard Innovators of Recycling it runs through January 30th and it focuses yeah. on the on this history this this tradition yeah. of scrappers yeah and it's like i said it's national but it also has a Wisconsin section and a Milwaukee focus too um, which talks a lot about miller compressing because that was founded in 1887 and still exists now as alter trading company interesting so how does this intersect with the jewish community when you go to the exhibit you will see that a lot of the early um, Scrappers, uh, you know, rag and bone men, those kinds of people uh, were immigrants, often Jewish immigrants from Eastern Europe, um, Italian immigrants. Um, so heavy uh, Jewish presence in the industry for years because so many who started out that way, like with a little push cart, <laughs> picking yeah. up rags and things like that. And like Miller ended up becoming these big uh, companies that have endured over the years. Yeah, there was a number in your story where it's like um, upwards 70, 80 percent of scrapping happened in the Jewish community yeah. or owned by Jewish families and family-owned businesses for, for a long time. Yeah, amazing. And really the foundation, as the as the exhibit says, really a foundation of modern recycling. So we're going to go actually to a scrapyard later on in this story, but let's talk a bit more about the exhibit. Is there, um, how long, it's, it's there till January 30th. Yeah, what what kind of things do you see there? Uh, lots of photos, lots of information on panels, lots of, there's some, um, there's some memorabilia, like signage and things like that. There are some uh, examples of the kinds of things that would be salvaged and recycled. So it's it's a good variety of stuff, some videos, a lot of different stuff. And some really great photos, in fact. We're going to talk about um, the roots of this this um, family business, yeah. the, the Alter Trading Scrapyard we're talking about, that started out of this home on 6th and Valite. Yeah, so that was the, the Miller house. So, that, you know, Miller started, Coleman Miller started uh, the business out of his house. And there's a great photo of sort of like a classic Milwaukee house um, that the yard is filled as high as the house <laughs> with piles of 
junk, right? Yeah. I mean, of like salvage stuff. Like um, I'm looking at it right now. It looks like little pieces of I'm chairs t- and like uh, yeah, like I, a muffler or something, barrels. I, I imagine at some point, uh, it'd just be interesting to think about what the what the conversations with the neighbors were like. <laughs> yeah. So, so Miller, what are you going to do with all that stuff? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Miller started this on at his home, Six mm-hmm. and Valide, this huge pile of metal, um, and later moves the business to the current location where it is now in uh, the Harbor District, right? Uh, no, in Menominee Valley, yeah. Menominee, yeah. And it's at 16th and Bruce, um, and he started out there with a couple of buildings, and over time, and it was run by the Miller family until 2012 when it was sold to Alter, so for a long time, well over a century, and they would buy up property around them as it came up for sale. So, I mean, they now have a huge site um, that they slowly built over time. Well, if you want to learn more about this exhibit at Jewish Museum Milwaukee, it is, it's, it was like very surprising. It was like, I guess not a topic I expected the museum to explore. Yeah, and, I was surprised too. Yeah. yeah. And then when I learned more about it, I was like, wow, I really learned something today about yeah. that. So that exhibit is running through January 30th and coming up in the second part of our conversation here, we're going to go down to the scrapyard. We're going to go down to the original Miller compressing, now alter trading scrapyard and learn about that whole process and uh, the incredible feat of recycling that happens down there every day. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. That's coming up next on Urban Spelunking. Support for 88.9 Radio Milwaukee comes from your membership and Landmark Credit Union. Landmark Credit Union is proud to support Urban Spelunking and is proud to have been guiding members with financial options since 1933. Information about membership is at LandmarkCU.com. Landmark Credit Union. It's the most charitable time of year, and we have a way for you to give a gift to Radio Milwaukee and yourself. Donate your unwanted car, truck, motorcycle, or boat, and let us take it off your hands. Your gift will support the music and stories you enjoy every day, and it may even qualify you for a tax deduction. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org slash cars to schedule your free donation pickup today. All right, we are back talking about scrap metal this week on (laughs) on Urban Spelunking. All right, so Miller Compressing opens in, what was it, 1887? Yeah. So it started at that that home on 6th and Valide, Mm -hmm. and it gradually grows over time. Now it's huge. Now it's huge, right. It's got a different name. And now it's owned by Alter, which is a a national company. Um, But what goes on there is is the same. And what's interesting to me is how many different sources there are for the stuff that comes in. That's one of the things I thought was interesting. Um, What do you mean? uh, Sources for... Well, they get stuff from, you know, those guys who drive up and down the alley with the truck and pick stuff Mm -hmm. up on Sunday. Some of those people come right to them. So -hmm. they have that. That's one of their sort of uh, sellers to them. Sources of stuff is basically Sanford and Son, right? I mean, you know. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I see those. I see people, you know, Gathering metal all over the city. Yeah, and yep. All, you see every, every neighborhood, every... It's a hustle. It's got to be hard work. I always, I always it's like... It's got to be. But you know what? Thank God, because you put that stuff out there hoping they'll take it because you know it's going to get recycled, right? I, um, I, Same thing. Like, I was getting rid of a bed frame or something over the summer, and I put it out in my alley, and it was gone in like 30 seconds. It yeah. was like amazing how quickly it went. I sort of love that. I yeah. So, I sort of love the fact that you know that one of two things happened, right? It either got somebody who needed it took it home and it's going to have a second life that way. Or one of those junkers came through and picked it up and you know, it's going to have a second life as, as something recycled. So either way, it's great. Um, Rather than ending up in in a landfill. So that's one of their sources is these guys come directly to them. The independent. Yes. But also the independent people sometimes go to these sort of neighborhoods, small, smaller kind of junkyards. Um, And then those, 
smaller junkyards sort of consolidate the stuff they get and they bring it ah, to Alter. So they junkyard also have these, to junkyard. Yeah. Um, but then this one surprised me. I had no idea that they ha- get tons and tons of stuff from basically factories. They yeah. get stuff from okay. Harley. They get stuff from Milwaukee Tool. They get stuff from Snap-on Tools. They get just all these big companies that make stuff. What happens is when they do metal stamping and things like that, you end up with all this scrap. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. they bring that scrap to them, and that all gets recycled there. So there's a way to recoup some of that. Yeah, so what, they make a little money back. Yeah. Right. And what's amazing is... You know, a lot of people think of these places, they're dirty, they're loud, they're smelly, nobody wants it in their neighborhood, whatever kind of thing. But tons and tons and tons and tons of this stuff. Literal tons. Literally tons and tons (laughs) and tons of this stuff go through there every year. And at least 75% of it ends up recycled. So, So for argument's sake, let's just say out of, you know, out of every hundred tons of stuff... 75 tons is getting recycled versus and 25 tons is going to the landfill as opposed to 100 tons of it going to the landfill, right? So, I mean, it really is a necessary thing that we need to have in the society where we throw away so much stuff. And they do everything you can imagine. Driving around the site, there's sections where they have all different kinds of wires, okay. all different kinds of, like, um, little bits of metal, all different, just different kinds of plastic, anything you can possibly think of. They've they're taking it there. It's amazing, and you yeah, see what's the sorting like. I mean, how do they? They ha- and they have all these ingenious ways to sort stuff. So like when stuff goes through the shredder, which is not really a crusher because it's it is literally like eating it <laughs> and spitting out the bits. Are these these like big rotating drum yes. shredder things? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So they put cars in there. They put appliances in there. All kinds of stuff, and then they come through on different kinds of like. Um, Conveyor belts that have like openings that only certain size things can fit through. Um, they separate some things out with magnets, you know. So some stuff, oh, sure. you know, some so stuff's it. ferrous and some non-ferrous. So there's all this these, in, oh, and then they have like, and sometimes there'll be things that like sense the ferrous materials, and then it'll like shoot a blast of air to like uh, separate it out, set, separate that item out, and stuff. It's really interesting. Oh, wow. All the different sort of ingenious ways they've that the industry has come up with to separate out this stuff so that they don't have to have people <laughs> standing there doing it, which is cumbersome and slow and probably dangerous too. And dangerous. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, did you get to see a car get shredded? I only got to see the stuff going into the shredder. I couldn't see the actual shred. I was hoping there'd be like a window where I could see the actual <laughs> shredding, but that, that did not happen. Did you but, see it come out the other end though? Yeah. I mean, you could see the different outputs coming out. Like, so you see like the stuff going in, and then at the other end, you see, oh, there's a, that the stuff coming out there. That's all the stuff that's not going to be able to be recycled. That's the stuff that and and some stuff like some of it, like the rubber goes to to places for them to put into making roadways and playground surfaces. I mean, literally, there's just tons of stuff here that would all just go into a dump that is now getting usefully reused. So it's interesting to see it. It almost looks like a like a cartoon thing where like something goes in one end and you know six different outflows of things wow. <laughs> come out the other end. It's pretty amazing. So when they do a car, I mean, do they, they got to drain all the fluids out, yep, right? They have to drain out all the fluids. What about um, the glass? I don't, I'm not sure about the glass, but they definitely take out all the fluids and stuff. Anything with anything um, like refrigerators too, they have to take the Freon out and all that kind of stuff. Interesting. So mm-hmm. there is a, um, 
a lot of employees, I'd imagine, though, right? I mean, it's still... Yeah, it seems like lots of trucks coming and going, so lots of drivers. There's scales the, that the trucks pull up onto, so there's people operating the scales. There's people operating the equipment. Lots of forklifts moving things here, hither and yon. Uh, <laughs> stuff, some stuff comes in and goes out on uh, rail cars because, you know, they have rail, rail tracks running right alongside, so a lot of stuff um, goes there, too. You know, people with driving these giant front loaders <laughs> to load the piles of stuff into rail cars and stuff. Really interesting. Did it seem dangerous? Um, I mean, it, it seems like a steel toe boot type place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, hard hat area. It definitely, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's dangerous if you don't pay attention to what, what you're <laughs> yeah. doing and where you're going. But I imagine the people who work there are, are on the case with that for sure. Well, this is a, a kind of place that the public doesn't really get to go unless you're a scrapper and you're down there. I mean, I, I think it's got this kind of mystique. I've always kind of wondered because you see the scrappers around around the city, and I wonder like where they go and what's on the other uh, the other end of that journey of the back of the pickup truck, just right, filled with stuff. Yeah. yeah, and it's there. And it's not. I guess it was kind of eye opening for me. I guess you know, I always thought it was. Uh, you know, like really dirty and smelly, and just kind of yeah, yeah. And it is. I mean, there's no denying that it is, but it's sort of the you know. It's like watching the sausage be made, right? I mean, <laughs> it's not always pretty, right? I mean, yeah, but seventy five percent of it gets recycled. That's incredible, right? I mean, we have, we have these issues with landfills and, and stuff now. Imagine what it would be like if all this stuff was just going into the landfill. Yeah, and if you go down to the the Milwaukee Recycling Center, it's kind of the same thing. It's just yeah, a big pile just, of stuff they got to right. sort through, and right, it's just paper and tin cans instead, right? I mean, yeah. aluminum cans. Yeah, dirty job. Yeah, but again, somebody's got to do it. That's right. Well, go check out the pictures. This is a place that you really can't go unless you're an insider in this industry. So, um, some really cool pictures, and you got to see that one that one photo of the 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 origins of the oh, scrapyard. Oh yes, the house on Sixth and Lake. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Of course, we got a link to that story in the info box on whatever player you're using right now to listen to us. You can find um, tons and tons of stories on on Milwaukee from Bobby's Urban Spelunking series and lots of podcasts as well right at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts. Podcasts are produced by Kenny Perez with support from Landmark Credit Union and from On Milwaukee. Please do subscribe to this podcast and the rest of 889's podcasts and take a moment to rate and review the podcast here in, in the new year. We'd love to hear from you. Um, next week, Bobby, we don't know where we're going We don't know week. yet, right? It's a it's mystery. It's a surprise. 